0: Welcome to The Dream, The Date, and The Broken Bra. I am your host, Stephanie Brownyard. I have an insatiable desire for adventure and knowledge, and with this, I have been on a quest to discover what the purpose of life is and what it all means. In this podcast, we will embark on a journey, the journey of life. With my guest, we will share in stories and celebrate all that life has to offer, from the challenging times the victories of one's dreams love and life experiences through authentic conversation and thought-provoking dialogue it is my hope you will unravel and uncover the magic that makes your life so extraordinary we all come from different walks of life with different beliefs but we all have similar desires and needs our paths are all so different but yet we are all so connected Let's come together to hear each other and to learn from one another and see the beauty in every experience, no matter how difficult or challenging it may be. In the process, we can all heal a little, have some laughs, and perhaps shed a few tears with a whole lot of inspiration. Join me on this exploration to uncover your magic. Are you ready? Hello friends, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My conversation today with my guest, Michelle Sorrow is a potent dose of vulnerability, courage, and radical transformation. Michelle is a TV host turned heart-centered entrepreneur and transformational trainer. She is the host of the Fire and Soul podcast, co-founder of the Podcast Accelerator, and the founder of Soul Circles, her most recent endeavors. In early 2021, the life Michelle knew, her world and all her identities within it began to dissolve, which ultimately led her on a profound awakening and journey of her soul. It's been truly amazing to watch Michelle's growth as she has visually transformed her body, mind, and spirit. This path is not always easy, and it's usually the road less traveled, but once you're on it, you cannot look back. What I admire about Michelle's journey is that she has had the courage to be so vocal, raw, and open through every twist and turn. In the hard moments, she has stayed open and curious. Sure, it's easy to share the high moments and the successes, but it takes something to share and be so open when you are down and in it. In our chat today, we talk about transformation, the paths we have chosen, the tools and the support we have used in this process. This conversation was just as eye-opening and vulnerable for me. So thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. As always, please if you feel so kindly inspired to share this episode with a friend, family, coworker or anyone in between, I would be so grateful. This helps me spread the love and commitment people have to making this world a better place and in sharing in their journeys and in inspiring stories. Also, if you feel the urge, go on and hit that follow button, rate and review this show, and I would be so greatly appreciative. And finally, I love hearing from you, so please feel free to share any feedback and say hello at stephaniebrownyard at gmail.com or find me on on most social media platforms at stephaniebrownyard. Make it a great day. Oh my gosh. Hi, Michelle.
1: <laughs>
0: Hi, Welcome, Thank you so much. I'm honored for you to join me today on um, my podcast because thanks to you and Ginny, you started this whole, oh well, help me get started on finding direction and finding a path to creating my mm-hmm. platform. And I I feel like I actually had waited a while to um, ask you to come on. Um, one, just like, oh, what would we talk about? But then it actually, I woke up one morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to ask Michelle to come on. And I've been listening to you. Actually, it was funny because I was in your class, in in our podcast class, and it hit me that I had been listening to, I don't know why, but it had hit me in one of our classes like midway through that I had been listening to your podcast all along And it was actually when you, I brought it up about your ayahuasca journey that I was like, oh, I had listened to your, to your podcast that actually helped me decide to go on that, that avenue as well for myself. And then I think I even messaged you after that and it actually didn't work out for me to go to Rhythmia, which is where you had went um, because of COVID and then I went different directions. Um, but I just thought that was like, it's kind of always so fascinating how the connections are. And then I had met you, I got introduced to you through Ashley, one of our mutual friends, um, who I adore and, um, listening to your podcast as of lately, like we were talking before, this awakening that you've been going through, that's been really profound. And I was saying, like, I could just notice the shifts. And like I said, I had listened to you when you were going, what I thought was an awakening
1: back. I think, when did you go to Rhythmia? It was was November of 2019. And that was an awakening, but we get them in layers. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. There's always like more layers mm-hmm. and that. always
1: more shade. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, the that way actually Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've been listening to you, especially through COVID and just hearing and like watching you on Instagram and just seeing you transform like my eyes. And it's like, it's like a budding flower. It's so beautiful. And like, yeah, like he's like, there's a freedom and I can totally just feel that from you. And I would love to talk about, and I know that's over many years, but I'd love to start talking about that journey for you. Cause I think it's happening to a lot of people, um, right now. And it's an ex, exhilarating, exciting time, but yet also can be scary, confronting, and unfreaking comfortable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm kind of in it right now myself. Like, this week has been very confronting to me and just being with it and breathing through it. And, like, before we started, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous to have this this talk just because I, you know, I've just been kind of in it all week myself. So, um, like, let's start back before this journey because you've what were you doing you've had a you were an actress correct
1: I was in tv retail hosting um yeah so tv retail hosting for 10 years uh which was a massive bucket list dream from when I was like five years old I always wanted to get a show called extra Uh I had been around for like now been around for almost 40 years and so you know, when I was little, that was like the be all, end all, and and then I finally got that dream, and I was on that show for four years, but it was also in that same same time frame where I went to my first Tony Robbins uh, event, mm-hmm. uh, well, my first date with destiny that he does, like, okay. once a year. and then it was, I had one goal in mind when I went there, and it was Tony. We didn't actually have a conversation, but this was like in my mind help me figure out how to turn my, you know, part-time gig on extra to like a full-time, you know, hosting role. And by day five of date with destiny, I literally dropped to my knees. This was another awakening. We always get them in different layers. And, uh, and I just heard a little voice said, you know, being on TV was your little girl dream. Mm -hmm. That's how you would know that you made it. You mattered and you were worthy. And you're, you're beyond that now. And so it's time for you to help wake others up to their own self-worth, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. Like what? This was Mm -hmm. like a shock with me. Hey, but it's called date with destiny for a reason. (laughs) No longer my destiny path. I was still on extra for three more years after that because it was a one day a week gig. And so the beautiful gift and synchro destiny in that Mm -hmm. is that it allowed me spaciousness to begin to create programs and containers to help awaken Mm.
0: people
1: to their self-esteem or to their self-worth and to really get after their impact. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was wondering how you actually made that shift from being, being on extra to then going and um, being a transformational coach.
1: Yeah. It happened um, in Tony Robbins rooms. You know, there was a couple of years there where I went to, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11 of his live events and and um, I was just really in it. And he really does help to ignite the leader in you. And mm-hmm. you know, then some of us kind of evolve past that. Like my my work now has turned to a place where I want to like really learn and grow from the archangels and mother right. nature. And yeah. it's a very different season of my life, but I will be forever grateful for that season. But so then I went to Rhythmia in 2019 at the end of that year. And that for me was the first opportunity for me to see how hard it was to meet my fear. Cause even as I was traveling from California to Costa Rica, which is where Rhythmia is, I sat on the flight the whole way there and the shuttle from, you know, the Costa Rica airport to the Rhythmia, you know, center, I'm not doing it. I was there just to oh, support my mom. That's right. You know,
0: yeah, And I
1: was, cause I was terrified to try plant medicine. Yeah. And, and now I can look back and I can realize why like that makes sense. It's like, I had just learned to master my mindset in Tony Robbins rooms. And now mm-hmm. you're asking me to let go of the mind, mm-hmm. the ego, like the conscious perspective and, and to go into the realm of the super conscious divinity, you know, mm-hmm. world. And so that was deeply cathartic and healing and beautiful. Um, and then COVID hit. And my business can just- i ask
0: you a question yeah. on that so what yeah. was it when you were there at rhythmia that so you were just going to go support your mom and your mom is how
1: old she's now almost 75 at that point she was what 72 73 yeah and
0: she was going to do plant
1: medicine <laughs> yeah, for her Rhythmia, from the moment they had opened their doors maybe two three years prior to 2019 that was at the top of her bucket list And I had had a very fast growing coaching and training business. So I was flushing cash and it just, I was like, mom, let me make your dream come true. So I got to take her on her dream trip. And I mean, it was a magical experience to share with my mom, but yeah, Yeah. my mom wanted to go to Rhythmia and try plant medicine. I love that.
0: So what was it in that trip that you saw or what did you see that like, had you then partaken it for yourself?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because here I had paid for it, which was like, what, 5k plus a ticket. It's not like it's cheap. Well, it's all relative, but that was a sizable investment times two at that time. And so here I've flown all the way there, booked the time off, have paid for it. And I'm still trying to tell myself I'm not doing it. So that's when I was really beginning to meet myself on the surface level and all of the programming and conditioning of fear and panic and anxiety that was running me and there was this guy there that's still there he runs their business development his name is John Jacob and i knew him from LA from my church in LA actually mm-hmm. like John Jacob what are you doing here he was so <laughs> yeah. destined because he was with us from the flight to the compound so in the shuttle and the shuttle was a good hour and he said, "Well, what are you so afraid of?" And I'm like, "I'm afraid of seeing tarantulas. I'm afraid of seeing snakes." And I was just afraid, right, of the fear stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of smiling and nodding because I think he knew that anything you're afraid of, you're going to see. And yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that because he yeah. knew better. And he just said, "But just know this." whatever you see, you're going to transform. You will no longer be afraid of whatever it is that you're so afraid of. And you'll get through the first layers of density that are just in the conscious mind. It's not the truth of your life or reality or what's possible. And then once you get through that, Michelle, you're going to be in the oneness. And there was just something about the way he said it, but I still wasn't going. So it was Mm -hmm. the next morning because we'd come in very late that night. And the next day I go to the orientation And I'm still not going. My mom's walking up to the Maloka and all the other people are walking to the Maloka. And I'm just watching all of them go. And I'm like, why are they all going? Like, is anybody like me just scared to death? Like I'm going to die in there? So riddled by fear. And John Jacob, because God is so good, comes walking out of his bungalow when no one else is on the land, they're all up in the Maloka. The ceremony is going to start in about 15 minutes, and I happen to come out to just—I don't even know why I was out there. I guess maybe like it was just meant to be. I was just out of my room, yeah. looking at the sky, and he's like, "Hey, love, are you you heading to the Moloka? I'm like, "I'm too scared," and he just held his, my hands and he prayed with me. And Rhythmia is not like a religious place by any means, but because we knew each other in the context of our church, known as Agape in LA. There was something about that, and he was like, I am right here, I am a hundred feet away. He's like, if you need anything, you just call, you just come get me. As if you can do that on the plant medicine, but yeah. it was <laughs> enough for me, it was it was such a god wink, and I was just like, Okay, I can do this, I can go in, and you know, there's that story. So, yeah, I feel like I was supported and guided, but the reality is is that if someone's considering it and they've got a lot of fear if you're considering it, you've already been called. If you're not considering it, you haven't been called. And even though I was there and I wasn't really considering it. So this could seem like a contradiction. I still went. So on some level I knew I was being called. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when
0: I, yeah. And when I hear it too, like, I mean, I'm always like, there's no, there's no um, accidents, right? Like there's no accidents that you were standing out there. And it's like, I know for me every time I go and I have not shared this part of my life yet um, on my podcast, so thank you so much for being that opening for me, but I know it literally feels like I am going to die <laughs> and it's and I think it is because you're going and having like an ego death every time, right That's like your ego is screaming but I know for me it was like when I actually heard your podcast and and your pod. Do you know what episode? Because you go into very vivid detail <laughs> of it, which is really amazing. Because when I do them, I I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm like, stop trying to analyze like what happened or like because I know I'm like I don't want to forget this. This is really like valuable information. I hope I don't forget it. So I'm like holding on so bad when I'm in my journey. But I've learned to just like trust the process, let go and. I don't need to try to remember everything, but I think it's so phenomenal that like you can remember every detail. So I don't know if, what episode is that?
1: In- I don't remember the number. I know that it was in November of of 2019. I think there were three episodes because I brought on each of the two co-founders yeah. right when I returned, um, Dr. Jeff McNary and then uh, Jerry Powell. Yeah. And then I came on and I shared details of my four nights of journeying. The thing about me is I have a photographic memory. It's in—it's insane how accurate it is. And so, if you take a photographic memory skill and you combine that with an emotional imprint, I mean, I just remembered visceral details. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, it was. <laughs> yeah, and and I and I recently journeyed again, maybe two and a half months ago, oh. and and I also shared very visceral details. But this journey two-ish years later, the medicine was very different with me. And this is what's so beautiful when we're on the trajectory of growth and expansion of our soul is like, this was so gentle. It was so sweet and loving. And it's like the nuances that were showing up literally showed up in the form of pink rose petals that would just scoop up an insight and bring it into my heart. And I was like, wow, versus arrhythmia when I was journeying and so full of fear and panic and anxiety that I didn't fully know you know it showed up very intense it was violent it was barbaric now they say that you get what you need right because like my mother went four nights in a row that same week that I was there and she just laid there in oneness with like a purple sacred geometry sky like what all four nights all all four nights that's all she got so for, was, was she frustrated like, by that? Was a teeny bit frustrated yeah. because she was like, Hello, I want to see <laughs> something crazy and wild. And yeah, but she was going through a divorce and it was tough. Mm-hmm. And she was feeling a little, you know, like I don't know, I don't want to put words into her mouth, but I think it was a gift. Yeah, a gift to totally She'd be given so much love and just serenity. Everything, yeah, be-
0: and I think that's like really profound too. Cause it's like where you're at in that moment. Cause I know, um, like for me, my last one, it was, I was like, please just mama guy, like, please be gentle with me. Like I, I'm done with being like super traumatic and trauma and dealing with the trauma that I'm like, I just need it to be gentle. And it was, mm-hmm. it was like a sweet mm-hmm. tender, like doing the healing and the stuff that I needed to do, but in a very like loving and like tender way versus the intensity like let's do this work you know what i mean so i i and and i don't know if that's part of like on a grander level of like the collective of where we are now good to good point like, the collective good
1: point although in my most recent ceremony um there were only eight participants and three mm-hmm. facilitators and it was it was a shapibo tradition and style so we were in pure black umness and no sound and that's it, amazing it was incredible it was was incredible. It? oh my god yeah because while they say no music and no light like there was still like some sort of like a candle or the light of a pipe from our mm-hmm. facilitator who spends half the year with his maestro uh in the you know peruvian jungle i mean he's, he's as legit as they come and and um you know, and then you would, and then they would sing what's called Icaros, which are Peruvian Shipibo prayers. And that's how they cleanse you. And because it's such a small, intimate container, they do thorough intakes. So they know all the stuff that you are working through, that you want to release, that you want to draw in. And so he's singing and praying and cleansing and clearing to the point where like literally for like 20 or 30 minutes to each person all. And so Feel like you have been excavated and then you get the beautiful benefit of the collective but what i was going to say is <laughs> they all all the people they gathered for that particular ceremony back in early april of this year we were all awake and i know that you are as well just fully awake to the worst case scenario but yet wholly alive you know just living mm-hmm. life and and um but some of them had really brutal journeys really really brutal journeys but it was to free them from ancestral ties, karmic ties, anything that couldn't allow them to be in their full liberated power in this moment. And so, you know, I don't know if I'll do it again. I'm sure I will. Um, I've now done it six times. How many times have you done it?
0: Um, I've done it two different ceremonies each like two different nights so like four times total yeah. but i've yeah. also used other medicines too that um throughout um the time so i i have found other like medicines that i also really um like to
1: that um as examples
0: um i actually <laughs> there's i have a facilitator in la area that He uses like a combination of different, um, like two different medicines together. It's like a DMT and then an MDMA-like substance, which is probably my favorite because it's a heart opener Mm -hmm. and it's, um, it's a new thing that he's been... And he's always like, look, I don't know if it's like, I feel like I... I'm always, like, game for anything. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, you know? <laughs> so it's, um, I just really love the work that I do with him. And I just, it's been really profound. I mean, all of it. Because I feel like each time builds on the last time for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, been, like, and it, it actually even I get, like, the message that, like, oh, we're just continuing on from the last time. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, for me, like, that's where I do my work. Like I do my work in between and I'm always, um, I, I do a lot of other like personal development work too, in between my sessions, but that's like, you know, you know how it is. It's like, you get a lot and then you have to like, kind of break it down.
1: You have to integrate work. It. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the, the work that you're doing in LA is, I did something similar back in August of last year. Um, they called it heart opener Mm-hmm. um medicine and they were capsules and they were it was also a small group of us for a weekend and oh. it was profound and that was it was, in malibu no we were in oh. santa monica okay. uh, but the guy who runs it all he's got facilitators all over the nation oh, okay and oh, okay and yeah. um and so yeah and that was the beginning of of my true awakening like that was where like I left santa monica and I is it was just it was bananas time but I am curious about your plant medicine um journeys like what would you say were some of the takeaways for you
0: um for me for my plant medicine journeys I my biggest one has been healing sexual trauma Mm -hmm. has been my biggest um my biggest um my biggest one that i've been working through so Mm -hmm. um i started like getting blips of things that started happening and then i started seeing like a trend Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: then um that was when i um i kind of put it all together and Mm -hmm. i found i and like what's interesting is i something came to me that something happened to me at a young age and I don't really, I didn't get really like graphic, like just I got the knowing that something had happened. And but it was interesting because I it kind of took me back from like the latest incident and then like kind of took me back through series that I got to an age when I was like very young mm. and um I. I don't really know what happened. It could have been minor. It could have been, I have no idea, but it was like, it just a knowing of like something happened. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, You know, it's so interesting that you say that because I remember when I was at Rhythmia back in November of 2019 and we would always have integration classes the next day and almost everybody would show um, because I, that particular trip, it was an invite only private group with all friends of jack canfield and he's the guy from the secret and chicken soup for the soul author and so he created this um global community called transformation leadership council TLC and it's got like nothing but like people from the secret right or like mm-hmm. you know i don't even know like if i said names you would know them but but bottom line is it was people like that conscious open doing the work and um and what was beautiful is that no matter how much work you've done 80 percent of the people in the integration classes after our ceremonies were sharing that they were discovering what you discovered mm-hmm. and it's very very common and so then the main facilitator was saying that yeah it's usually seven to eight out of ten people that come through the doors of rhythmia that remember something of sexual trauma when they were little so on the one hand, it lets us know that, you know, nobody's alone. I haven't had that experience mm-hmm. yet. And I haven't had a knowing about that. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's not there. I just haven't mm-hmm. come across that yet. Yeah. Um, but there, here's the thing about trauma. It can be as benign as, I'm going to say something that I've never shared. I remember, and this is, it's been traumatic for me. <laughs> I can laugh about it now because we're all just humans mm-hmm. and having this soul experience, you know, or whatever that the phrase mm-hmm. is. No souls having human experience, Mm -hmm. but I remember being about 11 or 12. So my body's changing and I'm very conscious of it and I'm not comfortable at all with this, but my dad takes me and my sister and my younger brother to a nude beach. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, you know, in his twenties, in the seventies, like this is like no big deal to him. He's not at all together that it might be uncomfortable for his (laughs) adolescent daughter's (laughs) And that's not a judgment on my dad, but some days I'm in hardcore judgment about it still. Mm -hmm. But whatever, he was just, he really just didn't think there was anything wrong with this. But so here he is, we're at the beach, he's naked. We're like in our bathing suits, in our sleeping bags, because there's, I think the whole thing is completely Mm -hmm. uncomfortable for me. And my dad's drinking beers And so that's not a good thing, nor is it a great memory. And he's talking to a woman who's also naked and she's sitting with us for hours. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's flirting with her, but he's married to my mom. And that might not have been accurate in my perception, but all I know is that traumatized me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I've learned from a lot of trauma experts that you could have a six month old baby that believes that they are unlovable and have been abandoned by everybody in their life because their parent at six months old was trying to sleep train their six-month-old baby right. and not coming for them when they were crying in the crib to try to get them to soothe themselves back to sleep. But the baby doesn't know that. So the baby, baby, lives with this imprint for the rest of its life that it's somehow unlovable and has been abandoned. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So it's just an interesting thing to be alive and to want to be self-responsible for our own nervous system and for our own present moment, which is where our power is, and to let go of any of the stories that no longer serve us. I mean, that is what this time really represents.
0: I think that's a key thing. And, you know, we've done a lot to get there. But what are like some things, because like you actually even said that like present moment, Like being, because I think we were talking about something. We had our podcast class, and was that what we were talking about? And then I was like, and you brought it back to being in the present moment, and just you know, because all we have is this moment now. But we're like thinking about like Mm -hmm. what I have to do later, what like what I'm going to be doing for a job down the road, or our bills or whatever. And it's like it, it's like being in the moment, and like how, and it's a practice you know, but like, how, <laughs> how to like, be in that moment, like, and, and I feel like it's like emanating off of you, like, mm-hmm. because I like there, like I told you, there was like a shift and just like a beauty and mm-hmm. like a dance almost that you have, like, experienced because I've been watching your journey as well. Um, mm-hmm. What do you like? How do you can you put that into words of like, being in the moment?
1: I think I can. Um, I think that so many of us are afraid to feel what's in the moment. Mm -hmm. So we numb and we anesthetize and we suppress, oppress, and distract from feeling in the present moment. And the only reason that I believe we are afraid to feel what's in the present moment is because we're not in the present moment. We're trying to forecast to a future that doesn't exist, nor are we guaranteed. And... And so that's too uncomfortable for most of our nervous systems Mm -hmm. and just to like, oh, actually life only happens right here and right now. So if I can be with whatever is uncomfortable and I can be in the mess, I can be in the question, I can be in the unknown. And if there's anything that I can offer, it's to remain really curious, Mm
0: -hmm. just stay
1: curious. Like that has become like a moral compass in like my top value in life. It's like, Can I just stay really curious? I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know how this is going to play itself out. And I also am no longer going to shame myself that I should know how to do this or should have figured this out by now. I'm just going to allow myself to be in the present moment. And then the extra credit comes a little bit later. Once you've practiced that a little bit, you always can get the gateway, by the way, with deep breaths, just because that allows you to get Mm -hmm. that moment is loving whatever is showing up. So you're not trying to numb it away and you're like, oh, wow, okay, shit. I got some rage coming through me right now. Like, wow, I feel like such a horrible person because I didn't know this amount of rage was in me. Mm -hmm. It's in everyone. We're all trying to suppress our rage and pretend like we're all so joyful and happy all the time, but we can't actually get to that joy vibration, which is the innate essence of who we are unless we can first be with all that is.
0: Right. Yeah. And I guess the breath, right? Cause sometimes it's so effing uncomfortable to be with it. Cause that's, that's really been my practice lately is like not judging and mm-hmm. like trying to be with it and just kind of breathe and be in my body. Cause I can Like, just yeah, yeah, just escape. We're
1: all just spiraling out into the future. And it's, and then right now, especially for so many of us on this awakening journey that's happening worldwide. So, the good news is we're not alone. There's a beautiful vibration, right? And a frequency that we're in this together. And a lot of us feel like we're going crazy right now because it's because there's no blueprint, there's no manual for this time. Mm -hmm. And we're all trying to figure out this new earth collectively but individually and yet some of us are in community some of us are aren't we have old identities and communities that we once belonged in and now we're like i'm not sure where i belong yeah wild wild time but at the core of who we are we are a sovereign being we are a beautiful emanation of all that is which is god it's love it's light and we're not disconnected from all of the divine realm that's just the truth right? right if we to this at all and you don't have to be spiritual or religious just to know that everything is interconnected that we are not this physical vessel and so when we know that we can come back to this truth of who we are which is sovereign and that's our personal power and we have everything within us to face feel embrace and be with anything along our path but we have been so programmed and conditioned to think that we can't handle it so we just comply. We do the right thing. We keep our mouth closed. We don't speak up, but you're not here yeah. for that. And I'm not here for that. And the fact that wow. we're on this awakening journey, that's that's old 3D. It's not going to cut it anymore. You can't go back. Yeah. So here you are. You got a podcast and you're speaking yeah. to you and sharing things here that you never have before. Because when we step into our personal power, we open up our throat chakra. And the more that we speak truth, even when it feels scary, the more that we liberate others to speak more truth too. And this is beautiful for us to do this together.
0: Yeah. Thank you. No wonder why I was really nervous. Because I i mean, there's things that like we talked about today that I like probably, I always, and actually talking about one of, um, like a thing that, um like a download that I've gotten in one of my journeys is I, I'm the quiet warrior. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we're all warriors here and being in this, you mm-hmm. know, like you talk about a soul being in like our body, it's like our vessel, but we're all like warriors here. And I always, I'm the quiet warrior. And so it's like, I don't, Really like speak up. So it's kind of ironic that I have a podcast. So of course, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna go all out. Like don't talk to like the people in my community, but let me just like talk to
1: everyone. <laughs> yeah, my guess is and let me know if I'm accurate here and just mm-hmm. remain curious about this instead of just assuming an answer. Mm-hmm. My guess is, is there's nothing quiet about your warrior. Okay. You are a light warrior, but you've been conditioned and programmed to be quiet mm-hmm. and to not trust your voice and your power. And so you've given it ego, not you, ego that's just feels separate from God. Let's just call it, from love, from consciousness. It's come in and said, oh, Stephanie, you're the quiet warrior. When in fact, no one who is a quiet warrior starts a podcast. (laughs) Accurate? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So you're literally finding your power on your Mm -hmm. podcast. And by the way, I had the same thing happen to me. Yeah, Like my podcast, the last 10 months, like I have found what I'm here on the planet for. And it was only from me just getting on the mic every single week and just, just speaking truth. And let let me offer something else that may be helpful for you or any of your listeners, because a lot of people get really triggered by the term be vulnerable or courageous (laughs) or brave. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a really loaded word for so many people. It's like, oh my God, that's just heavy. Instead, I I say, what if you're just honest? Just be honest. Like you were just honest. It wasn't difficult to be honest, but it feels a little more challenging to be brave or to be vulnerable. Is that land for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, even... I, I always get mixed up with authenticity as well. Like, cause I mean, honesty could be authenticity, but I always feel like there's something hidden in the authenticity. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like we're being authentic in this moment, but there's always like, you know, another layer that, or something gets revealed. It's, it's, it's really, it is kind of comical when you kind of can step back at all the, like different dynamics that go on um, and where, even like this conversation or the conversation with somebody else or what's going on. It's, it's just kind of funny um, how we are with each other, how like it's a reflection, like how you are and how I am is a reflection back to me. And then there's like, the ego yes. at play there's just like a lot of dynamics going on
1: it's so true and i was looking for a book that has been my bible these past 10 months um specifically last year in the fall when i hopped back on my mic of the fire and soul podcast for the first time in three months i i was so inconsistent i didn't know how to share i was having this awakening experience i oh. going through a nervous breakdown i didn't know how to get on the mic i was like what would i even talk about i don't even know how to talk right now
0: Wait, through through your through your awakening, you yes. stopped for three months. Oh,
1: yeah. I took oh, wow. actually almost almost four full months off last year. Oh, wow. in okay. So in February of 21 is when I went down what I call the red pill rabbit hole only because mm-hmm. I didn't have any other reference. So it seemed like it was red pill, conservative, Republican. Turns out that's not what it was. It's just what it was called at the time mm-hmm. or maybe I called it that because mm-hmm. I was so to the left in my politics and ideology and my identity around being a progressive liberal that was so proud to be woke right but i didn't know that i was woke until i learned mm. later that like oh wait <laughs> um and so and i'm not judging or shaming any of that um most people that are in that don't know they're in it they think it's the right thing and they think it's the honest thing and they think it's the best thing to be doing so when i woke up it was like oh it looked like it was a bunch of like red states and conservatives i was like wait what like that didn't necessarily align but so I found my way in the interim, but yeah, just took a full month off in the spring of last year. And then by the summer, I was just in it and deconstructing everything about my life, including where I lived in Santa Monica and my home and my mm-hmm. friends and every TV, plat- you know, news media that I was, you know, that I plugged into for 20 years, like CNN, I trusted CNN like it was gospel. It right. never even came into my mind that that might not be what it says it is, right? Right. But so many people still believe that and that might be perfect for their soul's journey. So I'm not judging that FYI. And so, yeah, there was almost four months. And so when I hop back on the mic, I just, I was super honest about it. And, and I just let it reveal itself over time. Um, and then the more that I just was with it and shared about being in it, and knew that it was messy. And by the way, Stephanie, there were so many times when I would have a podcast get released and I would, for the next 24 hours, just want to die. Like that. <laughs> want yeah, recently
0: to die. or like when you started?
1: Recently, okay. I'm just good with whatever yeah. is bananas because, yeah. because I am so, so honest now. Yeah. What I want to share about this book that I read. So I found this woman named Ruby Fremont. She lives in Texas. She's from LA and she has a very similar story to me. She was a coach and a trainer and, and, uh, was very much to the left and, you know, sort of the politics and in deeply to the self-development space, which also is part of very much that woke mentality for mm-hmm. the most part. And, um, she wrote a book called potent leadership and what the book speaks to is taking off the mask and revealing the real you. And so, and I, as I read the book at first, I was like, oh, I don't wear a mask. I'm authentic. Like I'm so, yeah. authentic. and then I was like, holy shit. When she gave examples of mask on, mask off, especially for how we show up in social media. And then I put that, like, I gave it the perspective of my podcast. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. This, even thinking about what you're going to share is mask on or if you're sharing to generate buzz or to generate metrics and engagement it's mask on when you're no longer thinking about what you're sharing and you're simply sharing because you know it's the medicine you have been called to serve you are finally in your truth but it takes practice
0: yeah yeah I admire it so much and I mean like yeah it's a journey you know and I and I'm on the path as well. I can't say that. Like I feel super, I I always like, I'm an authentic, pure person, but you know, like, yeah, I definitely have, I can call myself out on like, yeah, I plan my Instagram post or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, you know, work, you know, it's, it feels a little bit vulnerable to go in and, like have these conversations with people in a corporate setting, you know, (laughs) and I I am, I'm like very quirky, but I feel like, yeah, it doesn't really feel that safe to go do that yet. You know,
1: I hear you, you know, it's kind of funny that you bring this up because for the last few years, you know, all of my coaching and training programs have all been very business with a tangible ROI. Like if you do this, then you're going to get that. And all of it was true. Like I had Frameworks and formulas and blueprints to offer that took me ten years to develop, and they were they were solid. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people made a lot of money going through my programs and were very, very happy. and and, um I mean, I think to date, some of my students had generated over twenty million dollars in revenue. Like it's serious business. Yeah, and I'm going to this awakening journey, and I'm like, the first offer that I put out is this vague, Nebulous, no R O I, come to awaken your highest <laughs> vibration, create your authentic life. And I'm like, what is this? You know this is
0: your new one, right? Your soul yeah. ceremonies that yeah. you just started this yes. week. So are you not doing your cause I I heard on your one of your podcasts, are you no longer coaching? Well your- so
1: I don't really know what to call myself right yeah. now, and this is another thing that Ruby Freeman's book taught me. It was like, you know, you are not your Instagram bio. Like, yeah, are on that. So literally, my Instagram bio doesn't even say who I am or what I do, which is the antithesis of what I used to teach. Yeah, um, that would help so many people build their impact online, and so it literally says, "I am Michelle." <laughs> it's like, um, I know. So, um, I I can't call myself a coach or a trainer, I don't really know what to call myself because nothing feels like it really represents where I am. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to share about that um, briefly about Soul Circle and me opening mm-hmm. that up is, here I was thinking like, this is bananas. Like, okay, if eight people show up, I'm gonna be very blessed because I don't even know what this program is promising. Like, there, like, what is this? Because it was <laughs> so different, but it was so resonant with my journey and what I want to help people with, which is a bridge from my heart to theirs and like, and to awaken to all this love and this joy and this fucking freedom that I feel every day. And I was like, if I can just break down what's been working and what helped me deepen into this connection with myself and source and nature, I know I can help so many people be happy. Right. Yeah, And that will create their most authentic life. Well, I'm going to say something right now. My Soul Circle launch was my highest-grossing revenue mastermind launch to date.
0: Wow! Congratulations. When you said that, like your pod, because your podcast now, like you're hitting like record numbers. Yeah. And 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 it's interesting because right, like as soon as you maybe let go of the the numbers and the metrics that you want to hit, that also is limiting. That when you can let go and let it be. It yeah, whatever. and the
1: reason I shared all of that was not to like, oh, look at you, because believe me, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, again, if I get eight people, I'll be blessed because I'm on the path that's pulling me forward. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about this really weird conundrum of like being a corporate girl and having a podcast. And, and, I, and what it spawned in me was when I used to teach all these business courses, this stuff that we're talking about here was always at the heart of everything I shared. Yeah. Like, you're like, you've always been quirky. Like, have you been quirky or is that just your authenticity, right? Yeah. And so, and then I remember thinking like, oh man, I'm going to lose all my followers. Like they know me as like the fancy coach who hobnobbed up with Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield and all these people and done all these beautiful collaborations and been on these huge stages with Dave Asprey, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that ain't my world anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, and what are they going to think? And I was like, you know what? I have to trust what's pulling me forward. And so that's what you're doing. Like, you're just going to shed and shed and shed and shed. And you are going to watch the people be magnetized to your message because, yeah, my podcast died by 90%. I was so inconsistent. They were like, if she's not going to show up for me, I'm not going to show up for her. So I lost 90% of my listeners by August of last year. And now we've almost recouped everyone. Well, not everyone, new people, completely new audience. There are still people like you that are that, that were around and have been around, but like it's grown so much and it's all people who are on this awakening journey and we're evolving mm-hmm. together. So what am I really trying to say? The archangels promise that when you are doing this work and you are speaking about the light from the light for humanity right an elevation conversation an inclusive united conversation you are going to be deeply blessed beyond measure so we it's time for us to step into our power and to use our voice and to be honest and and just to trust that we're going to be supported and guided and protected on our journey
0: yeah. Even if like, I want to add to that, even if it looks how you think it shouldn't look.
1: We'll guarantee you it's going to look yeah. that way. That's all ego.
0: Yeah. Well, even if like, if what we consider like shit hits the fan and mm-hmm. like you lose 90% of your, of your yeah. audience, that, that is actually always up op- an opportunity or, you know what I mean? That's, that's a gift too. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all a gift. I see, even though it's sometimes hard in the moment. It was
1: hard in the moment. Not only was that hard in the moment and I was legit in the fetal position crying to my mom as a grown ass woman, like asking her to please hold me because I didn't know if I would ever make another dollar in my life. Well,
0: and that was, I had listened to that episode and I had no idea that actually went on. And like, I felt, I was like, oh, I wish like I could be there for her. Cause I, you said you had like a very close knit of people who went through that experience with you. But like, yeah, you, you mentioned like you left your home in Santa Monica to move to you don't know where. And then your, like your business, like your podcast, like everything that you had known and built, like kind of came.
1: It was a complete so, deconstruction. Yeah. But look at how beautiful. I want to cry because I'm so grateful. 10 months later, it's like, it's beyond my dreams. Yeah. And then, and then even in January, my podcast producer and business partner and dear friend, she canceled me because of the kind of content that I was sharing, Oh, you know? And so Uh there was that whole journey of like, who I, she had been my producer since day one. I never knew anyone else. And, and I was just like, oh my, I literally felt paralyzed in fear for a couple of days. And then I finally just gave it to God. I remember it was, it was winter. It was late January here in LA. And I was under the full moon night after night, after night. And I just kept saying, I surrender. I surrender. I have been taking on this path for a reason. And I'm going to trust in this seeds are planted winter. I don't know what's going to come. And then I found Greta and Greta has been now my new editor. And I'll tell you This is why the the God is so good. The vibration and the energy around a team producing my podcast that wasn't in alignment with my content, it was stifling it. Mm -hmm. And the moment that Greta got her, granted the podcast had started to grow, Mm -hmm. but as soon as I shifted and I was brave and I got resourceful and I was like, I'm not stopping because I was basically given the option of like, you can stop or we're going to have to cancel you. And I was like, I can't stop. This is literally what I was born for this time right now. I have to continue to bring the love and light to those who need it because we're in this journey around the world. And so many people feel alone and isolated, like they're the right. only going through it. And so I knew I couldn't stop. It was, it was a purpose and now, and then the podcast just exploded. Yeah you know? Yeah.
0: So that's what I mean. Like sometimes you have to get to that bot, like what we would call bottom or what's not, doesn't look right in order. And that's like freaking uncomfortable. And you're like, what next? Cause I've been building it like this, that you have to like deviate and pivot. And I going back full circle to like letting go of like when you went to your first journey at Rhythmia, it's like kind of flashing, like you, we, and I do the same thing. Like I build, like I have to hit this goal. I have to get here, and I'm like 30, or oh, how I'm like 41. I should be like here, but it really doesn't matter. It's Mm-mm. like, like let go of all those, all made up stuff. It's all made up. Yeah. It's
1: all from the matrix. It's all programming. Yeah. yeah. And, and no wonder there's so much obesity and alcoholism and drug abuse and mental illness. It's no one can ever measure up to the latest, you know, milestone of what you're supposed to be, you know, being married by a certain age, having children, or you can never know true unconditional love or, you know, owning your house by 34 or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, show me any of those people that are for the most part, really happy on the inside. Yeah. Yeah really happy with who they are and that they have this sense of who they are and i'm by the way not saying that i got it all figured out and i'm certainly not perfect the thing about being on an awakening journey when you really get into it is you realize you're going to you're going to continue to awaken your entire life yeah shedding the layers and anything that weighs you down and that tells you that you're not good enough and that it's in that fear matrix and and then you're like oh wait all that exists is this moment And so if I can take care of this moment and be fully present and love myself and accept myself, and if I can build on that moment by moment, my life is going to be like one miracle after another.
0: Yeah, it's really awesome. And I know like we're using the example of a podcast and business, but I think it really can relate to anybody, to anything they're up against or wanting to let go of. I really think it can pertain to anything
1: a thousand percent no matter what anyone is up against it's all an illusion mm -hmm. and so if there's a tool that I could leave anyone with it's like well there's a couple things if you don't mind yeah Um, one of the things that really I want to
0: respect your time too yeah
1: well we're going to wrap in a couple minutes Mm -hmm. but one of the things that really helped me and I realized this is really extreme and not everyone's going to go for it or would be willing to do it but I am plugged 100% from TV, Netflix and Apple TV and all mainstream media, like, because all that's frequency of fear and it's just being programmed and indoctrinated and and it's keeping us very low vibration and so i literally went cold turkey back in august and i haven't turned on the tv since um i I cut netflix about six and a half months ago occasionally now i'll buy or rent a movie on amazon um, uh, avatar i've probably watched Mm -hmm. 11 times over the past many months (laughs) my number one favorite film and um (laughs) it's so good (laughs) and so so, but like, I got out of the vibration of all that. And then I put myself consciously and deliberately into mother nature, hikes, yeah. walks, under trees, marveling at plants, at birds, at butterflies. like. And that showed me a different frequency. And that's possible for anyone, no matter what you're currently up against. It's like unplug from the fear, panic, anxiety matrix, plug in consciously into what nourishes you, you know, cause not of all of us can go right into meditating for 15 minutes. Yeah. That's not easy for all of us, you know, but we can go take a walk and just literally be present on the walk. Marvel at how you can see divinity personified everywhere. Right. And then you'll see that you're not alone. You're interconnected with all sentient beings and all things on Mother Gaia, which is an archangel.
0: Right. It's That's really baby. profound. I, I have- also want to add, which was really amazing that you did too, is you cut out all alcohol.
1: I did. Yeah. And
0: all like numbing like yeah. substances, which I, used- I haven't gotten to the Netflix one. I'm, I'm almost there. Like I've cut out certain things and I'm just there is still, I have to admit, I still catch that Netflix, like,
1: a lot of people do, and, yeah, and and, I want to, though, yeah, yeah, exactly, it's nothing to shame or judge, but a girlfriend of mine who actually joined Soul Circle, my new mastermind, she's living in the UK, and she was like, Michelle, wait, she's like, I, I I battle it, and I was like, (laughs) and it reminded me of how I would literally, when I was first learning to do this, and, like, program myself consciously, I would like have the Netflix tab up on my laptop. Cause right. I got rid of the, the TV, like back yeah. in August. So I'm now just working off of a, you know, laptop. Yeah. I got the Netflix tab up and I've got like a YouTube channel that I know is going to nourish my soul. Yeah. And I'm like, it was like, good, bad, good, bad. It's not good or bad, but it was just like, yeah. I told her, you know what it felt like effort, effort to watch the YouTube. And it felt yeah. like, Oh, no effort. Be mindless. Yeah yeah and then over time I was like oh I actually it doesn't feel like effort now to watch the stuff that nourishes my soul but that was an evolution it's kind of like when you first go to the gym or start yoga it's so hard in the beginning yeah and then before you know it you're like oh this feels so good so it's all just a practice
0: I love that. Thanks for, for that. Cause I have the same, the same thing. You two are Netflix, you two are Netflix, <laughs> but I, it feels like work, you know, to sometimes That's do That's exactly that it.
1: So but, we can give ourselves yeah. grace in those moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see what this.
0: Is. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. I, ah, gosh, thank you because you've opened up a whole, a whole new avenue for me and, I'm sure on this day that it releases I'm going to be like, "Oh no, what was I thinking?" Oh. you know, but I'm I'm totally grateful and thank you so much. I love you I love and you. thank you for all that you do for the world and being your bright light. Oh, thank
1: Stephanie, you. Stephanie, thank you for having me on. I have a feeling that your community in this podcast are going to see the, you know, a different version of you going forward and and just remember like This is what people want. This is what people are longing for. This is what they're craving. And the more that you do it, the more that you give them permission to drop their mask as well.
0: Thank you. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so just know you're not a quiet warrior. You are are a (laughs) white warrior.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening. My hope is that this conversation has inspired you with a new awareness and has uncovered some beauty and wisdom within you. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share it with a friend and please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for me, please feel free to reach me at stephanie.brownyard at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.